Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is Michelle, and who's here with me? It's JD. It's JD. It's always JD. It Every is always single both of us. time. Every so time. So far, winning streak. Uh, if you are new to We Watch Shudder, hello, We Watch Shudder. It's in Hi. the name. In case you were confused, Shudder is basically Netflix, but for horror movies. Um, and it's a really good site, and we watch it, so we talk about it. Um, today, we have a very special movie we're going to talk about. What are we doing today, J.D.? Well, today, let me tell you, one that I have been excited about since I heard we were going to get to do it, and one that uh, some of us actually got a sneak preview of a couple of weeks ago, thanks to the good folks at Shudder. We are talking about the latest uh, directorial effort from the Italian master Dario Argento. This film is called Dark Glasses. Dark Glasses, not to be yeah. confused with other types of glasses right <laughs> anyway right. i'm Dark running on glasses. two hours of sleep because tonight we have to do a double feature of the shutter releases so recording uh-huh. two episodes which meant watching two movies uh but i also had to work and then tonight we have a wrestling event that we're sponsoring time bomb yeah, pro wrestling uh, so Michelle uh i'm dead three o'clock this <laughs> well uh to be fair she had she didn't get up she was just up but Michelle watched yeah. this movie at 3 o'clock this morning central time when it originally dropped on Shutter to yep. be to be ready to uh, still do everything else she needs to do today uh and uh and still get these episodes out to you it is double feature day there's another <laughs> one that we're going to be dropping called she will we'll talk oh, about man. that in the other episode go find it when you're done with this one Today. Yeah, so no one can ever say that I am not committed to this podcast. Absolutely so not. Tired. Michelle is... Uh, <laughs> plus, also, I've seen Michelle's list of... Uh, like. So we're doing the, <laughs> the, the, the a new episode of the podcast every day in October, but we recorded them all in advance because we still also want to watch like a movie a day, a horror movie a day in October, or so I thought, because Michelle, about uh, 10 days into the month, sent me her list of movies she's already watched and it's like 25 titles uh, long do you want to know what i'm at on october no, I 13th don't. i'm sure i i want to <laughs> wait until the month is over i want to i want to at this point i just want to know uh-huh. what your total is on halloween okay sounds good because <laughs> i did have to i ran out of horror movies to watch on streaming sites so i did watch a couple Guys, non-horror stop, movies <laughs> stop for a minute and, I, look i realize we're here to talk about dark glasses and we're going to but stop for a minute and think about that <laughs> statement she just made she ran out of horror movies to watch on streaming services there are literally hundreds of horror movies on streaming services. There are technically Michelle has seen every I, single I, one of them. I mostly. Um, there are a couple <laughs> that, like, I just know I will hate them, so I didn't bother. But yeah, I basically have seen what I want to see out there. Yeah, I. Uh, you may consider yourself the world's biggest horror movie fan. I, for a long time, considered myself, and still do consider myself, a very serious horror fan. But at the very least, if we're talking about sheer volume of consumption, Michelle puts you all to shame. <laughs> it's incredible how many movies this lady gets put into her brain on a regular basis. And the worst part is, I would like to clarify that uh, it's not like I just sit and watch movies. I am incredibly busy. 
Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's a so hell, I've, hell I've of a multitasker. And then I'm working yeah. on nonprofit work or this yeah. podcast or helping my father-in-law with his. She art. does three <laughs> times as much real life stuff as I do, and still manages to watch three <sighs> times as many horror movies as it's I do. An I don't know how she does it. How it's she does it is she doesn't sleep. Anyway. Yeah. I need a therapist. <laughs> anyway. Hello. Welcome. If this is your first time tuning yeah, in to We welcome, Watch Shudder. <laughs> welcome to We Watch Shudder, man. We have... Uh, it's been uh, it's been a fun experience uh, listening to those older episodes because man, we've definitely evolved as a podcast team. <laughs> have we? Have we evolved backwards? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we may be de-evolving. You're right. Uh, you're, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, so we have Mario learned. Argento's dark glasses. That's what we're here to talk about, Michelle. Yep. Why don't you read for us, like I would we love do, to. the big description from the Shutter website of yeah. what this movie's all about. Absolutely. So, from the Shutter website, Dark Glasses, directed by Dario Argento, 2022, Italian, 86 minutes, NR. In the highly anticipated return of Master of Horror Dario Argento, an eclipse blocks out the sun, blackening the skies on a hot summer day, harbinger of the darkness that will envelop Diana when a serial killer chooses her as prey. Fleeing from or fleeing her predator, the young escort crashes her car and loses her sight. She she emerges from the initial shock, determined to fight for her life, but she is no longer alone. Oh, Defending no. her and acting as her eyes is a little boy, Chin, who survived the car accident, but the killer won't give up his victim. Who will be saved? A Shudder original. JD, would you like to give your spoiler-free thoughts on this movie? I sure would. Uh, so, uh, Dario Argento is a, uh, a legendary director in the horror genre, and for good reason. Uh, I am certainly a fan. Um, I, I am a fan who will also tell you that, look, uh, and some people are probably going to get real mad at me about this, uh, but I, I honestly think Dario Argento has made more bad movies than he's made good movies, but the good movies he's made are fantastic. Uh, and this movie, to me personally is, I think, the best movie that he has made since at least uh, Opera in 1987, which, shout out, is now available for streaming on Shudder as well. Um, it's, uh, it's almost like Dario went in and said he was going to make an homage to his own career, and I'll talk about that in more detail in the spoilers section. Uh, basic breakdown, I do think the first half of this movie is better than the second half of the movie, and it's certainly not as good as his very best efforts, like movies like Suspiria or Deep Red, uh, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought, especially considering some of his more recent work, which I am not a fan of, it was a real exciting return to form uh, for Argento. Uh, I'm coming down three and a half skulls on this one. Three and a half skulls from JD, which is funny because you say it's some of his best recent work and then it's a three and a half skull. <laughs> and well, that's just oh, like an indication of what previous movies Yeah, uh, he, uh, his, he made a version of his, his last fe uh, feature directorial debut was 10 years ago. Or feature debut. What did I? Anyway, his last feature release was uh, a, a Dracula adaptation back in 2012 that was, oh, Real, uh, hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's had a couple of other things b- before that that were just, I don't know, he, he it just never all quite worked for me. But this one I really, really, really enjoyed for the most part. Okay. I have a question before I give my rating because uh-huh. it it's a simple yes or no, but it does really affect my rating, so I need to know. Okay. Is this a comedy? No. Fuck. 1.5 skulls. Shit. Okay. <laughs> then then my score is 1.5. I laughed a lot. Um, <laughs> I needed to know if I was missing something. Okay. Okay. 1.5. Anyway, uh, should I, I we get to spoiler Um There is definitely a, a a strong thread of absurdism and absurdity running through it, but is it a comedy? No. Okay, I'm still going with 1.5. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ow. Spoiler section. If you haven't seen this movie, go ahead and go see it and then come back. Yeah, go check out Dario Argento's Dark Glasses. Hit the pause button on this podcast. Come back and uh, and see what we have to say right now. Michelle, explain yeah. yourself. Okay, so the water snake scene where she's yeah. just screaming, covered yeah. in snakes. How uh, just that perfectly sums up the rest of this movie and how I felt about it. I was like, yep. If people ask why I gave it such a low score, I will point at the water snake scene because that was very bad. It started so hopeful. I thought the way that they did the entire eclipse at the beginning where uh, like she puts on the glasses and things get dark. I thought that was cool when she uh, maced the guy and the camera lens got maced. I thought that was really cool. He had a very good way of bringing us into the scene and feeling like we were a part of it. The way that he would fade out when people are going to sleep almost as though we were closing our eyes. There's a lot of really cool technical little things that I liked about this. I hated the story. I hated wow. it. I was so bored. The the kills are just like so extreme. I've never gotten yeah. knocked down by a door and smashed my entire head open before. Um, the way the female cop ran up to the male cop and was leaning over him and not even assessing the danger of the van who just killed her partner. Like there were so many very, very bad decisions made by these people. And I, I hated it. I gave it only uh, 1.5, but it would have been lower if they did not have a dog. And I like dogs, so it gets 1.5. <laughs> Nerea. Yeah. Nerea gets the entire 1.5 for me. Wow. Okay, so before I, I, I talk about, I guess where I want to take this now based on that reaction is uh, my very first question is how much Argento have you seen? Uh, Suspiria original and remake which I love I would give both of them five skulls okay. uh, I have seen a couple other things because you told me I had to uh, but I have not seen Deep Red yet which you told me I had to wait no I did see Deep Red and I did not like it um, okay and uh, then what I what I want to point out yeah. right away is as I recall I believe you saw Deep Red in the edited version the mm-hmm. Uh, the full unedited version, uh, we, we were just talking earlier, uh, just a quick note uh, to another horror streaming service called Screambox. Uh, Screambox right now also has the complete unedited version of Deep Red fully restored from a, a recent process. 
Uh, I, I mean, based on your reaction so. to the edited version, I don't know if the unedited version is going to be enough to change your mind, but you should at least be aware that you haven't actually seen the movie. Uh, so I would <laughs> like to say that you are saying you didn't like a movie. You should watch a longer version of the movie you didn't like. Well, yeah, there's a, <laughs> th- what I'm saying is there's a whole, like, there's an entire subplot of the movie yeah. that has been completely removed in the version that you're seeing. I believe you. I just don't think I like Dario Argento, and that's okay for me. <laughs> well, and, and the reason I ask is because um, the criticisms you have about this movie are actually pretty common criticisms uh, of Argento films. Uh, Argento, especially when he's uh, working on the on the writing side of things as well, uh, which he did. He participated in the writing of this film with a couple of other folks. Uh, there is uh, very much a, a thread, like I said, of absurdity in a lot of what he does. Uh, a lot of this is very much intended to be uh, sort of more atmospheric and nightmarish and to not necessarily make sense. Um, you're right. There is a lot. And, and again, like I said, in the second half of the film, it does kind of lose me. Um, and of course, the second half of the film is where the water snake scene happens. That's uh, where and, I really checked out. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I do agree with you uh, in the sense that that is a scene that is sort of it does epitomize uh, the the biggest uh, 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 criticisms, uh, the the biggest error or the biggest mistake oh. that I think this movie made. Mm-hmm. Uh, that scene just doesn't. W- I, I get what they were <laughs> trying to do in concept. The execution of it just doesn't work, right? Yeah. And um, it's it's not like that is my reaction to the whole movie. That's just like right, a perfect right. like. Yeah. What? Were they I thinking? definitely, while I was watching it, had yeah. a moment when that scene hit of like, oh, like when it first started, I was like, oh, okay, this is this is interesting, and then it gets mm-hmm. just so silly, it kept and going, so absurd, and it just keeps yeah. going, and then it also it, it just ends right, <laughs> like yep. all of a sudden they're just out of the water. They area realize they could the walk out of the water, gone, and yep. yeah, it's uh, yeah, but um. I also have to to immediately uh, make clear that uh, my reaction to this film is, of course, fully rooted in the fact of a very long history with Argento, yeah. right? I, yeah. I've, I've been uh, watching his films for 25 years. He was, he's, he's one of the first names that you will encounter when you start diving just below the surface in the world of horror movies. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, so those elements didn't so much bother me because I was like, oh, okay, this is like even in the story, right? Like, here's the basic story. You guys have seen the movie now. Uh, <laughs> there's this guy who's killing prostitutes. Uh, he causes a car accident trying to kill one prostitute, doesn't kill her, does, however, injure her to blindness. And in that car accident, Kills a couple of people, but manages to not kill their child. And so the child is now an orphan, and somehow the orphan child ends up living with the now blind lady who was in the car accident that killed his parents, and they're teaming up to fight the guy who killed his parents trying to kill her. It's very silly, (laughs) Scooby-Doo, absurdist sort of stuff Mm -hmm. when you really break it down. But 
there is an energy and a spirit uh, to Argento that is just unmatched. Uh, the uh, the kills in this movie uh, when uh, at the very beginning when the the first uh, the first call girl Ooh, comes out neck. of that hotel and Ooh. that dude just whips out the wire from out of the bushes and is like it's. Mm-hmm. A, there are so many scenes in this movie. That scene, that kill, uh, the ultimate... I mean, you've seen Suspiria. The ultimate end of this movie is a basically a, a, a restaging of the same kill that happens with the dog eating the dude's throat out in the middle of Suspiria, right? There are so many moments in this movie that are, in a lot of ways referential or uh, uh, of things that he's done before which is what makes me say it feels like Argento went in and like deliberately was trying to make an homage to his own career here and as a long-term fan of Argento uh it just it, it worked for me I I can't I can't say that your criticisms are invalid they're just things that didn't bother me because this is so Argento. The best part about it, and then I'm going to stop my rant and let you talk again for a little <laughs> while. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> you guys, you got to understand, like, when I say, even though I don't like most of his films, Dario Argento is one of the most important filmmakers in the history of my uh, appreciation of horror because, again, the ones that I do like when he is on... It's a masterpiece, and he's not on all the way in this movie, but his horror show is great. Uh, there's that shot where the killer shows up in uh, in uh, Diana's bedroom, and he's completely silhouetted out, but he's holding the knife, and the knife is perfectly lit and shiny, and it's just... He succeeds in creating such a thick awesome dreamlike nightmarish atmosphere that at some point at least for me the absurdity of the story is just actually kind of crucial to that atmosphere I think interesting <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how like segue like, yeah <laughs> no I I think what you're saying I completely understand I'm a Stephen King fan I have to say you know I have seen the bad work. That's okay for me. And I have seen him doing homages to things he did previously. I totally uh-huh. get it. I, I didn't like it, but I'm not criticizing a single person who did like it or is a fan of Argento. And they went, oh, this is perfect. It's just without me having that nostalgia. And I had only seen Suspiria for the first time right before the remake came out. So I okay. didn't even have this long history with him as far as that I was aware. That changed so, my entire movie viewing life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for me, I just saw it like six years ago. It wasn't something that I had ingrained in me as like, this is a big pivotal moment. I sure. need to watch more of this. Um, so watching this movie not caring about the legacy <laughs> right yeah. uh not a great experience <laughs> but there were really at the beginning there were so many really good technical moments that i oh, did yeah. make note of because obviously like you said he is a big name even if he doesn't like or he doesn't uh make a horror movie that i am a huge fan of overall like this one i still recognize the bits and think like that is beautiful art 
being made on the screen right now and I see it and I recognize it. I just don't like the whole thing and I would never yeah. watch it again. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's he's like I said, he's long been known as a guy who is definitely more interested uh, in the atmosphere and the visual elements and the set pieces, which again is a weird thing uh, for me to to be appreciating because as a general rule, that's not so much my thing. I do need. I think why Argento works for me here is um, there is at least a plot, right? It, it's very much still about the atmosphere, but there is a plot put together. It's not. It it even though the plot is silly and absurd, there's at least a structure there, and that's enough for me to then be able to detach and appreciate the atmosphere around it. Whereas a lot of other movies will try to be atmospheric and psychological and weird, and there will just be no framing that they they're putting anything on. And I think that. For some reason, I still haven't digested exactly why, but for some reason, that seems to be uh, the the crux here. Is uh, he? uh, It's just God. There were so many times in this movie where I was just like, "Fuck yeah!" Uh, Like the the violence is. He is a he is a master of set pieces uh, of violence and brutality, and it's just. Oh man, it was it was real nice to 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 see the the man doing those things again. Um, let me ask you this: How did you feel about the music in this movie? Uh, the music was one of the things that I wrote down as a huge positive. Yeah. Um, there, uh, the one sound that they kept repeating made me think of Silent Hill every time I heard it. And I can't remember, but it's like a, a soft pulsing that uh-huh. they put underneath instead of the very loud uh, music. And it's very, very similar to uh, atmospheric sound from Silent Hill. And I love both the games and the movie of Silent Hill. The first one, we don't talk about the second one at all. Um, but I love that. And uh, so there are those points where seeing in other films I really liked it seeing in this film I really liked it um just overall not a thing I enjoyed but the music was really really good and I like the way that he does a huge crescendo of the murders and he does lean into the absurdity which is why I had to ask is this a comedy because I feel different about it but the way that he just goes you know it is really ridiculous it's a lot like Nick Cage Dario Argento is Nick Cage but a director where he's gonna do what he wants he's gonna do it loudly and uh, you can like it or not <laughs> that's a that's a real interesting comparison and I I love it Like, I've never had that thought before, but, like, the minute you said it, my my ears kind of perked up, and I was like, oh... Oh, I I I like you. I I understood immediately what you meant by that, and I was like, mm-hmm. you you know, that's not a bad. I I may I may end up stealing that and using it with other people when I talk about Argento. He's like he's like Good. Nick Cage, but as a director, <laughs> yeah, you're not yeah. wrong at all. And he's got um, those hits, but some of them are just ridiculous. And I <laughs> oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Cool. Um, I have nothing that will be better uh, stated from me for the rest of the episode. You like a thing I said, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. And the reason I I ask about the music is music is Mm -hmm. also a place where Argento has been uh, has been highly praised uh, uh, for Mm -hmm. the way he employs it and uses it. Uh, The type of music here is very reminiscent, again, of stuff he's done in the past. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, You mentioned that there are moments where the music is very 
very loud. And you're right. Mm-hmm. That, that's absolutely uh, an element, especially in the really tense, aggressive like chase scenes and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the music isn't just intense uh, in in its rhythm and its 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 uh, its uh, its musicality, but it's also just very loud to the extent that uh, I don't know if it's something he continues to do. But uh, well known that when he made the original Suspiria, where the music by Goblin is crucial to the entire atmosphere Mm -hmm. of the movie, uh, he got a lot of atmosphere out of their performances because in those scenes, he had a giant PA system on stage, uh, like on the sound stage, and would actually blast the background music for the scene at incredible volumes while the actors were performing around it. Uh, there's something about volume that I think uh, sometimes gets lost or misused, and mm-hmm. Argento uses... Uh, he's a very dynamic filmmaker, right? He uses a lot of... He's often talked about for his use of, of light and shade and colors and, and that sort of dynamics, but in other places in the music. He's just a master of those audio dynamics and playing them to just heighten the just the frayed nerves of a lot of mm-hmm. what's going on there, and I love yeah. it. Yeah, um, something about this movie, uh, so this is a thing I wouldn't say very often, but watching this movie, I didn't feel like he was a bad director. I just didn't like the movie but there are a lot of other movies where i would say this this director messed up pretty badly um and in this case it's clear he has a talent he has an eye for thing he has an ear for things um it's just it's not my cup of tea but it it, unlike a lot of other movies i wouldn't say this was made by a bad director it's just a thing i don't like it is an art is subjective thing this is a very clear art is subjective no i can respect that for sure and uh but yeah so i i think where we're ultimately concluding here is uh if you uh, if you are familiar with Argento and you are kind of a fan, uh, this one may work well for you. It's not going to live up to the uh, the standard of the of his masterpieces, and how how could it ever at this point? Mm-hmm. He has such a legacy behind him. Uh, but uh, and and if you're not uh, already really attached to Argento, it you know you might find some things in it that work for you, but it's probably not the one that's going to make you an Argento fan. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I agree. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, so that's dark glasses, guys. I uh, like I said, it was just super cool for me to to see uh, an Argento film that I I, I enjoyed uh, again. Uh, I I have to believe the experience of getting to see it as part of the uh, the super secret screening on uh, October first that that Shutter did uh, was also just a, a, a crucial part of the excitement, and I hope they do more of that stuff. Uh, like, mm-hmm. uh, we actually tweeted at them to see if they would give us at least a hint on what the screening <laughs> was. And granted, they may have just been feeding me a line, but uh, got a reply back from uh, from Sam Zimmerman there at Shutter on the Twitter, who said, "Yeah, me and Craig uh, Engler, the boss, we don't we don't even know what the movie is. All we know is they're showing a movie." Uh, so I don't know. He he probably knew and was feeding me a line. Maybe he didn't know. It doesn't matter. The experience of that was something that, don't get me wrong, I understand the value of on-demand cinema and and the value of streaming services, but 
there is something in that experience of knowing that like, oh, this is a thing that's happening just one time right now. And even if I'm not at a theater with a bunch of people, I'm having still that communal experience of there are some of us who are getting to enjoy this right now together. It was super cool. I hope they do more <laughs> of that stuff. We're uh we got another episode yet to record. Oh. Michelle still has to get yeah. back to work, so uh And then I have to try to sneak in a half hour nap before going to wrestling. <laughs> oh, good luck. Say good night, Michelle. Good night, Michelle. <laughs>